Welcome to the She Fills Forward podcast, brought to you by Her Branding Co., the leading educational platform teaching female founders how to market, brand, and grow their businesses. We're your hosts, Jess and Mari, co-founders of Her Branding Co. Together, we have over 20 years of experience in marketing, branding, and entrepreneurship, and we know exactly what it feels like to take the leap having no idea how you'll come out on the other side. We believe that the pursuit of perfection is futile in entrepreneurship, and that failing forward is truly the best way to build a business. On the She Fails Forward podcast, we'll interview successful founders to explore the journey, trials, and tribulations they've overcome to building businesses that they love. Sit with us as we host live interviews, pull back the curtain, and dig into the nitty gritty of what it really takes to build a business and a brand that you can be proud of. Because even the most successful of business owners will admit that they're just figuring it out as they go. So without further ado, let's start the show. Friends, on today's episode, we have a very special guest, Julia Pimsler. I'm going to take a second with her introduction because I really want to do her justice. Julia is the founder and CEO of Million Dollar Women, a New York-based social venture that has helped thousands of women scale up their businesses. And in particular, her work is focused on helping women break the 3% ceiling of generating more than 1 million in revenue. Prior to Million Dollar Women, she founded and built Little Pim, the world's leading language platform for young children, which she also grew to a multi-million dollar company. She is the author of the best-selling book, Million Dollar Women, as well as Go Big Now, a book that we often use with our founders inside of our marketing mastermind program. In this episode, Julia drops so many gems about what it's going to take for you to break past that $1 million mark, her journey as a recovering perfectionist, and how to transfer from being a doer in your business to a real leader. We talk about how to own your genius work and outsource the rest and what it takes to truly have a go big mindset. Julia is an inspiration to all of us here at Her Branding Co., and we're so excited to have her on the show. Welcome, Julia, to the She Fills Forward podcast. Mari and I are so excited to have you here with us today. We are big girl fans, have been Uh since day one. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Let's see. We got connected. I want to say like around pandemic time. I don't even remember what year are we in. I think it was 2020, maybe even been 2019. And We've been following you ever since, and you've Aww. been such a wonderful contributor to our platform. You were a judge for our demo day, and of course, now you're here on our podcast, and you've talked to us, and admittedly, throughout throughout the years. So we just are huge, big Julia fans, and we're so excited well, to chat with you. I'm getting to know you, too, and members of your community. It's been such fun. I was saying before we started, I feel like we're all trying to move the same thing forward, right, of empowering women and helping them to show up as their full selves and write their big stories for their lives. So it's fun to be here with you today doing more of this. Amazing. A rising tide lifts all boats, right? Completely. Yes. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's dig in. I'm excited for the conversation. Okay, let's go. So for our listeners, if you are not familiar with Julia, you need to get familiar. Okay. Cause she is the OG. And like I said, we're just, we're big girl fans. So Julia, we only have a limited time. I know we could talk for hours about your breadth of experience in entrepreneurship, either through Little Pim and or Million Dollar Women, you are self-published, all the things. And so maybe you could just give our listeners 
a bird's eye overview of how you became Julia and specifically, how did you get into entrepreneurship? And yeah, we'll just start from there. That's a loaded question. So we'll just, we'll go there first. Sure. Yeah, we can start from when I decided to create my first company, which was Little Pim. Like many women, I was looking for something I couldn't find in the marketplace. And I decided to create it myself, which makes it sound very like, oh, this needs to happen. I'm going to do it. But it was a lot more uh, paved with self-doubt than that. And since the podcast is called She Fails Forward, I will try not to skip over the hard parts. So I had a baby and I was working in the development world. I was a nonprofit fundraiser for several years. I think you guys know I'm, I'm on my fourth career. That was my second career. The first one was a documentary filmmaker and then I was a nonprofit fundraiser. And when I had my son, I wanted him to learn French because I had the good fortune of growing up bilingual in French and English. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted my son to speak French too. And there was nothing on the market to teach a young child a second language, which I thought was crazy because I knew that little kids learn foreign languages best between the ages of zero and six. So I did go around for about three months saying, someone really ought to create this. You know, someone who loves children and loves languages and is good at media. And, you know, my father created the Pimsleur method, which is one of the best-selling language methods for adults. And I was a film major in college and had a graduate degree in film. And I finally realized, oh, wait, that person is me. That's so, me. Yes. <laughs> I could do that. But I really didn't have the identity of an entrepreneur. I don't think that's even a word I used until, you know, maybe six years into my business because I was a filmmaker. I was a creative person. Mm -hmm. That was my whole identity was I'm a creative person. And so the idea of starting a business was very daunting, but look, I had a young baby at home, something you can relate to. You just had your second child. Congratulations yes. again. Thank you. And you know, what we want above all, I think as, as mothers and as parents is our freedom, right? I don't want someone telling me you can't go to your child's doctor's appointment, right? Or, or you can't go to the first school outing when they're, you know, four years old, you want to be on that trip. So I wanted that freedom. And I also thought I could create something really unique and help thousands of parents who had the same question I had of, well, how can I teach my child Italian or French or Chinese or Russian or whatever was important to them and be their child's first language teacher. And that got me really excited. So uh -huh. I decided to go for it and created a pilot and raised money. And you know, the rest of the story I told in my first book, Million Dollar Women. Um, but you know, fast forward a few years later, I had built a multi-million dollar company with many, many face plants along the way. And we can get into any one of those that you want to talk about. The face plants. Julia, oh, yeah. you are speaking to language lovers over here. Mari, I think, speaks, what, four languages? My husband speaks three or four. He's from Holland. So we, are, we are all about that life. And I, I, and Mari too, I think, but I have a very soft spot in my heart for France. Um, so I, we, we read share yours. that. Yes, we share that. And I saw that you took your son to France, I think last summer. And I was just like all over your IG watching that experience because I just, oh, thank you. We had so much fun. I take them every summer. I mean, it's one of the reasons it's to be an wonderful. entrepreneur, right. And, and to go big, because yeah, if you don't right. go big, you can't take your kids to Europe. And that was important to me. Yeah. And you, you were I know you and I, yeah, and I have chatted about this offline, but, um, you know, I'm about to embark on a long experience abroad, and I just booked six weeks in France uh, for summer. Oh, I'm so year, excited. So we'll have excited. to talk yeah. offline about my Definitely. recommendations. I'm so excited. Yeah, you, yes. Fantastic. And so, so I started the journey by telling you, you know, I think I did what a lot of women did, because for women listening to this podcast, I later learned 
that one of the main reasons women become entrepreneurs is, you know, desire for more freedom, but also solving a problem that they don't feel anyone else had solved. So that might really resonate with someone listening. But then we have to learn the business skills right on the job. And that was certainly the case for me. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. Let's dive in, because what's required of you, as you know, as a founder, before you hit your first six figures is something very specific. And then after you hit that to your first million specific, 5 million, 10 million, and so on. So most of our listeners are in that early stage. What can you speak to in the early stages of Love Little Pim? And you are absolutely welcome to pull from your learnings of million dollar women as well. We're definitely going to get into that as well. So yeah, learning from the beginning stages would be helpful. Well, I mean, here's the big paradox. I'm going to go right to it is that the very skills that allowed you to start your business and get your first customers and make your first, we'll call it 50 or $100,000 or even up to $200,000. Those very skills, and I'll speak to them a minute, are the ones that are going to hold you back. Mm. That's the paradox of scaling. And so most women who start a business, it's because they feel like, well, hey, I'm really good at this thing, right? I was really good at language teaching for young children. Some women are good at marketing. Some women are good at being a lawyer or an accountant, or they are um, you know, creating cybersecurity solutions, whatever it is. So they start a business around that skill and they're the best at it and they work really hard and they're good multitaskers and they take on everything and they get it all done, right? I'm sure this is resonating with someone listening. Um, that certainly was me, right? And you have all this pride around being this doer, this mega doer, right? But then once you have a business and you're getting the more clients and you're looking to expand and you need to ramp up your marketing, that very mega doer identity will keep you from going big. And I'm going to unpack why Mm -hmm. you just spoke to it, Jessica. It's not the same set of skills to launch a business as to scale a business. And Mm -hmm. for the purposes of this podcast, we'll call scaling getting to 1 million because the statistics out there are pretty dire. Uh, Fewer than 3% of women entrepreneurs ever get to 1 million in revenues, not 1 million in your pocket, 1 million of the entire company gross revenues per year. And that's really just getting off go in the business world. Like if you want to raise money or get into a lot of entrepreneurial organizations, you have to be making minimum a million. And right now, two to 3% of women are getting there. For women of color, it's fewer than 1%. So those are the stats that we're looking to change at Million Dollar Women through our online education and our community and all that, which I'm sure you'll put links to in the show notes. I don't need to go too deeply. hundred percent, yes. But we really started it because I experienced this as an entrepreneur myself, where you know, I was that type A, straight A student, get the gold star, right, in elementary school. And, and I think we're really socialized as women to want that, right, and to want to be the best and to want to be praised for how good we are. But those are not the skills you need to scale up your business. So let's go into what skills you need. So if you need to ditch the type A perfectionist, right, do it all yourself, multitasker, I can stay up later than anyone, I can get up earlier, still get it all done, then what skills do you need? Well, you need to know how to delegate. You need to know how to outsource. You need to know how to lead teams. You need to know how to hire and how to fire. You need to know your numbers. You need to know whether you need to get a loan from the bank, max out your credit cards, or go raise capital. It's, you need to know what's scalable part of your business. 
do you have a strategy? Does that strategy need to be changed now because of the pandemic or because of changes in your industry? Do you have your flying buttresses, as I like to call them? You know, Notre Dame, since we're all Francophiles here, it sounds like, <laughs> you know, Notre Dame has these 32 flying buttresses holding her up, you know, that beautiful cathedral in Paris. Mm -hmm. And no one goes to Notre Dame and says, wow, that was a gorgeous cathedral. Too bad she needs all those flying buttresses to hold her up, right? No one says that. It's just a beautiful cathedral. So that's the model we can use for being CEOs of our companies. We don't have to know all the answers, but we need to be humble enough to go find those flying buttresses, whether it's hiring a top CMO or getting a board of advisors or seeking out a woman in your industry who's been there, done that, and getting her to mentor you. You know, these are all the flying buttresses that we have to be humble enough to go seek. Men too, but I think with women, we may struggle with this more because I think all minorities are raised with this notion that, you know, you have to be twice as good just to get ahead. Mm -hmm. And what we're not raised with is, well, if you can't figure it out, just go ask for help. Right. So those are some of the some of the things. Does any of that resonate, Jessica oh, and Mari? Uh, my ears are on fire. And I know Mari's <laughs> ears are on fire, not to put her on a blast or anything, but she is definitely the more a type of of, of us the getting up early, staying up late. And I'm yeah, like, girl, I got kids. I'm tired. Good night. <laughs> Well, at least Go there's ahead, two of Marie. you. That helps a little bit. It does. <laughs> Our partnership it, is helpful in that way. But it, but it could also allow you to keep working that way, right? Because since there are two of you working hard and multitasking and all that, you're probably getting a fair amount done. And we find that most women don't seek out to make the changes that they need to make until they kind of hit that rock bottom, mm -hmm. right? Where they're just so exhausted and wait, I've, I've thrown everything I have at this and I'm still only at 180,000 a year and I have to pay my team and my office and da 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 and the amount I'm putting in my pocket, you know, why don't I just go back to my job? I was making more money there, right? I had, at least I had vacations. At least I could go to bed at night without <laughs> worrying about, you know, paying, paying my contractors. So that's what we usually see happen. So what one has to be careful, funny enough, when one is doing okay, because okay can keep you stuck. Yeah, you're so right. You're not thriving in, in that scenario. And entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. You know, it all looks sexy no. and nice on Instagram, but it's a shitload of work, as you know. Oh my um, God, I was up this morning, like changing, you know, credit card passwords because, you know, I have all these different accounts and, you know, I've got a nonprofit as well, the Million Dollar Women Fund. And mm -hmm. I mean, some of it is just so boring and tedious. You can't even believe it, right? And time consuming. And thank God, you know, I have an operations manager. I have a head of membership. You know, this morning I found, wait a minute, should these people be on this list? And I just made a Zoom video about it and sent it to my membership chair and said, you know, please log into our database, figure out what's going on here and fix it and let me know how it goes. Yeah. Right. So that's really where I want to get women to is where they're not trying to do it all themselves, where they, they can own their genius work and focus on that and delegate and outsource pretty much everything else because mm -hmm. that is how companies grow. And when women feel panicky about that, because they do sometimes, right? they're like, but this is my whole identity is being this doer, right? And we call it going from being a doer to being a leader. That's really what we see our program as being about. And look, successful entrepreneurs, they are leaders, right? And I'll just define successful as like staying in business and continuing to grow every year, right? We're in the middle of a pandemic and a recession. We all need to redefine what success looks like right now, because if you're still in business, that is successful. Absolutely.
if you still um, got raving fans, you're, you're doing a good right? job. Right? You got clients and customers who you're serving, who are happy with, you know, you're making their lives better. You're, you're solving problems, right? And, and that's successful. And you always have the chance to go bigger, right? Mm -hmm. Usually by joining programs like yours, like mine, right? Mm -hmm. To figure out, well, what is it that I don't know? Because usually you don't even know what you don't know. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so many questions. Um, this is great. I love why you said own, own your genius because that is so important and something that Jess and I talk a lot about, you know, like let's really double down in what we are each really good at, especially yes. when we're a small team. But when you talk about scaling and you mentioned delegating and outsourcing and having a team, how could our listeners know or, you know, early stage founders know that it's time to do that? It's time to do that when there is, when you're the bottleneck, period, right? Because when you can't reach out to more customers because you're so busy invoicing the ones you have, when people, your customers are telling, God, I, I love what you did for us. And you know what? After you redid our website, we made another $100,000 this quarter. I have like five people I want to introduce you to, right? Or you realize, whoa, I made them another 100000 and I haven't even told that story yet on social media because I don't have time right? Because I'm still fixing the broken links on my website or figuring, you know, wrestling with my CRM, right? MailChimp or whatever it is you're using. Anything you're doing that other people could be doing is keeping you small. And we always like to say, you know, if you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant, right? And you're an overpaid assistant because you should be the highest paid person in your company, mm -hmm. not the lowest paid. You can find virtual assistants for you know, 15, 20, $25 an hour. That's a great place to start building that delegating muscle, right? We, in our Million Dollar Women Accelerator program, which is our six month business program, we give what we call the VA challenge, which is we say hire a VA for two weeks. You know, it's not gonna cost you more than a few hundred dollars and you will learn to delegate because you'll be paying this VA. Right, and we of course give them things they could delegate, but most women are really holding on tight to that stuff. I remember when I got my first VA, I had two little kids at home. I was running Little Pim. I was on a couple of boards. I realized, you know what? Either I have to stop doing some of these things or I have to find a way more efficient way to do them because I was like not sleeping, not being a very good spouse, right? Not being the mother I wanted to be. Um, and I decided to get a virtual assistant and I handed off things to her like, schedule my kids doctor's appointments, you know, plan that vacation, make sure the dry cleaning gets picked up. I don't even remember what things it was, but when you're an entrepreneur, you can't draw those hard lines, right? Between your personal life and your business life, because the more time you have that you're not, you know, I remember the things to drive me nuts was the changeover of clothes of my children's clothes at this season, right? Like to spend an hour in their closet, getting rid of the you know, <laughs> winter stuff and bringing the spring stuff. It's like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Like anything you do that doesn't have to be you, like I have to read them a story at bedtime, right? But I don't have to make the food. I don't have to put their winter clothes away. <laughs> you know, so many things I started delegating. And then, and then you realize, well, I freed up all this time. Now I can write my book. Now I can start my podcast, right? When I wrote my second book, Go Big Now, I had to do it again. I had to look at my life again and say, okay, what has to be me? What can I delegate? What can I outsource? And it, it's a never ending, you know, skill to build upon. Yeah, process. Um, Julia, I'd love to ask you a bit of an existential question based on something you just said. You just said that women hold tight to those little, ta we'll call them tasks, right? 
why do you think that is in your experience and your experience with the amazing women who are part of your million dollar women community do you think it's a fear of the unknown do you think it's just uncomfortable for us to let go and sort of release ourselves into the universe to do these bigger better needle mover tasks like i'd love to just get your general subjective opinion on that it's an identity issue Our identity becomes, I am so good at getting stuff done. And we don't want to let go of that. I was just listening to the classic book, Atomic Habits, Mm -hmm. which I highly recommend. I have it on my bookshelf. (laughs) You do? Have you you read it? One of my favorite books. I've I've read it, Julia. Oh, awesome. awesome. Well, great. So readers, that's a great place to start. And he and I are very aligned in the sense that when I did my mindset training, I'm trained in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. One of the things I learned that was a game changer for me in changing my mindset into, you know, the, what I call the go big mindset, which is really just having a set of beliefs that allows you to stay positive, overcome any obstacle and reach your goals. That is the go big mindset, period. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we learned in NLP is... Uh, your thoughts, if you have a thought over and over again, right? Like I'm so good at getting stuff done. I'm such a good multitasker. You know, I'm the person everyone relies on. Well, that becomes a belief. A thought you have over and over again becomes a belief. Any belief has a positive or a negative emotion attached to it. That's the E, this is actually part of an acronym, T-Bear, T-B-E-A-R is a good way of remembering it. So thought you have over and over again, that's the T, becomes a belief, that's the B, Every belief has a positive or a negative emotion attached to it. That's the E. And if you have a positive emotion attached to this belief that you're this doer, you've gotten rewarded for it your entire life. You know, I jokingly alluded to the gold stars, right? We remember the gold stars or maybe I'm, maybe I'm too old. We handed things in on paper and they literally put gold star stickers on them. We take our gold stars real seriously over here. (laughs) Okay. Well, be careful with your kids and the gold star mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Because it starts to be about achieve reward, achieve reward, achieve reward, which then makes you afraid of failure. Back to the name of the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Sarah Blakely famously talked about how the best thing her father ever did for her was every night at dinner. He asked his kids, what did you fail at this week? Not what did you succeed at? Because if you're not failing at things, you're not taking risks. Okay. So any belief with a positive emotion, you're going to take a lot of action around. So, okay, I'm a doer. I feel great about how high achieving I am. And you just stay in that identity. You do more and more and more of it. And I said T-B-E-A-R. So the A is action. You take lots of action with that positive belief. And the result is you're a mega doer. And you start this company and everyone says, oh my God, your company is amazing, right? You get to 50,000, 100,000, 200,000. People start pointing at you like, wow, did you know Ellen has her own company? Isn't this so cool? But in the meanwhile, Ellen is exhausted. And Ellen is not making the kind of money she wants to be making. And she doesn't see a path to growing the business because she hasn't been to business school, right? And this is just making her tired and burned out. She might enjoy the work, but it's a a path to burnout. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing about T-Bear, this acronym, is that it allows you to undo the identity. Because if you want to get different results, right, that's the R. And I have a whole podcast on this if someone wants like the full teaching on T-Bear. So maybe we can put that in the show notes. It's just at Julia Pinsler. Yeah. Um, So if you want to get a different result, you have to go all the way back to the thought and start a different chain. So this is why it's mindset work and why in our program we start with mindset. And I know you love mindset too. It was so fun talking to your group uh, about, you know, go big now and the mindset changes. If you want a different result, you can't just change your actions because you're not really gonna believe it. So if I take this mega doer 
right? Who let's say comes into my program and says, I'm making a hundred thousand a year. I want to be making 600,000 a year. I say, great, well, just go start doing all these things that successful CEOs do. It's not going to work. She's not going to do them. She's going to do them for you know a day or two, then get frustrated or feel like, oh, this is not me. Did you ever try to do something you thought, well, this is not me. Like you don't like public speaking and someone's so oh, come on, give a toast. And you get up and give the toast and you're like, I am so uncomfortable right now. This is not me. Mm-hmm. And you never do it again, right? Because it's not you. It's an identity problem. Mm-hmm. And habits are, are where we express our identity and atomic habits, you know, kind of lays that out for you. So the roadmap for anyone listening who's like, oh, I think I might be that multitasker, right? Mm-hmm. Who's so proud. I'm of sure a lot of women cars. will resonate with this. Well, I was that person. That's why I can speak to it. So, mm-hmm. so you know, with, with so much uh, empathy, frankly, um, is that you have to go back to the thoughts. So if you change your thought to my role in this company is to be a leader and to hire the best people and empower them to do great work and create amazing systems so that even if I don't find the best people in the world, I just find who happens to be available and they're pretty good. Well, I've got amazing systems so they can produce extraordinary results. Right? We always say in our program, a CEO should just do three things. Hire the best people, set the strategy, and keep the money in the bank. That's you it. You need to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> it actually goes in the opposite order. First set the strategy, then hire the best people to execute it, keep and then make the sure bank. the money is in the bank. And the money stays in the bank more if you do those first two things right, of course. Um, But that's it. And so many women don't love the finance part of their businesses. So they're not looking at that, right? They're just not, they're not doing any of those three things, frankly. They're just being doers. And, you know, that'll get you so far. And if you just want a business that makes 150 or 200,000 a year, that could actually work for a long time. But once you want more, you know, I'm sure you've heard the quote, if you want something you haven't had, you'll need to do something you've never done. Mm -hmm. And that that's so true in this situation where if you want to go from being a $200,000 business to a million dollar business, it's going to require a different set of thoughts, a different set of beliefs, different set of actions, and you'll get a different result. Julia. Oh, this is gold, 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 gold. And I know you have a hard stop here and and just a little bit. So Mari, I'm going to kick it off to you to kind of come to a close to our episode. And for all of our listeners, please check out Julia's books. She's mentioned them several times. We use them in our mastermind to guide us through really thoughtful, amazing dialogue. And it's just, they're wonderful tools if you're really interested in um, engaging more in mindset exercises. So thank you. And I know, I know we're going to run out of time and I love this conversation, but I would like to just mention one, you know, failure, quote unquote, since that is what the podcast is about because you said at the beginning um you know and she self-published and i had to just squash myself because the type a in me was like it wasn't self-published i was published Mm. (laughs) but who cares right (laughs) what's the difference um so you know i i'm a recovering perfectionist by the way i'm not all the way there you know i struggle with all these things still um but the point is this i wrote my first book million dollar women it was came out with simon and schuster one of the biggest publishers sold thirty-five thousand copies When I went to do my next book, I thought, well, how hard can it be to get your second book published? It was so hard. It took over a year. I got rejected by so many literary agents. I was told by so many people, you know, oh, there's so many books on mindset. We don't need another book on mindset. And I had to just really channel all the things I'm teaching in the book to even get the book published, right? To really own my genius, say, no, I know this book can help thousands of people and I'm going to find the right 
publisher, and I did ultimately found a wonderful publisher, New World Library. They've been incredible, and their mission is so aligned with mine of helping people to you know live their biggest, boldest lives. So if anyone's listening who has a project, a company, a book, something they're trying to get done, hitting lots and lots of walls and rejections, I feel you, I see you. It's just a sign that you're going big. Mm-hmm. Thank you and for that clarification, listen. Julia. Uh, it is on my wish list to eventually write a book. So now I know I can come to you to school me on how to get published versus self-published. What's the difference? I would be delighted to. I would be <laughs> delighted to. Yes. And it's, it's really doesn't matter. But, you know, it's, I was just yeah. pointing it out because I don't want it to, I never want to seem like, well, I have all this figured out. I mean, I'm interested in these questions because yeah. it's a lifelong journey, right? Yeah. To undo our socialization and figure out how we can live our biggest, boldest lives that we design. Yep, and it's a good point to make. So thank you for that. All right, Mari, you wanna close our episode? Yeah, thank you again so much, Julia, for taking the time to chat with us today. Dropped so many uh, gems uh, to our listeners. So we can't wait um, to continue working with you and following you and being your biggest fans uh, as we have been over the past couple of years. So thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you, I've loved it. And Julia, we'll include all this in the show notes as well, but kind of give us a last, how can anyone get in touch with you? Obviously, there's a million ways to engage with you. Kind of where are you at right now and where can we send our listeners? Sure. So I'm very active on social media, especially on Instagram. So just at Julia Pimsler, P-I-M-S-L-E-U-R. Million Dollar Women is my community. We have a membership model. So there's lots of ways to join us. It's just millionwomen.com. And that's for women who are already making 50,000 in revenue, anywhere between 50 and 750,000. And then if you want to learn more about women going big, you can check out my book, Million Dollar Women. And if the mindset part intrigues you, T-Bear, and you want more tools for kind of overcoming some limiting beliefs and socialization and really going after your biggest dreams, then do check out Go Big Now. And we have also uh, the 21 days to a go big mindset on my website at juliapimsler.com. If you're not a huge reader, because some people don't love to read, right? There's an audio version, but we also have this uh, 21 days of emails that we send you with just little journal prompts to help you get into the go big mindset. So that could be another alternative if you have too many books on your nightstand as I do currently. (laughs) You are speaking to me. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so many books. We mentioned Atomic Habits. That's a really good one. And another one I love for mindset is The Big Leap. The Big Leap, Mm L-E-A-P, by Gay Hendricks. Mm -hmm. Very big mindset shifting book. And he talks about the genius work. I know you like that, Mari. So that might be one for you to check out. Julie, you're the best. Thank you so much awesome. for hopping coming on the show. We adore oh, you. So uplifting. What a yes. great way to start the day. And Indeed. I love everything you're building. This podcast is such a great idea. And I can't wait to listen to the other interviews as well. So onward and upward. And as I always like to say, stay brave and go big. Indeed. Thank you, Julia. We hope you loved this episode. Here at Her Branding Co., we are deeply passionate about getting female founders access to the right marketing and branding education, tools, and resources that they need to build and grow their businesses. If you're interested in learning more about how Her Branding Co. can support you, check out our platform. You can think of us as the masterclass for female founders wanting to learn the ins and outs of branding and marketing. Our platform gives you access to a rich resource library of marketing courses, trainings, downloadable guides, workbooks, and other tactical, actionable resources that you can use in your business today. 
Platform members also receive exclusive access to monthly live mentoring sessions with incredible entrepreneurs who are dedicated to coaching you live. If you miss any of our trainings, everything is recorded and uploaded into your membership vault to access at any time. We add new trainings and courses monthly, and we're always on the lookout for the best marketing and branding resources to help you grow. We host live monthly masterclasses, which are free and completely open to anyone to attend. So head on over to our website, herbrandingco.com and sign up for a free class. On our website, you'll also see information about the Lucy Lab, our eight-week application-based marketing accelerator program, as well as our Marketing Mastermind, a 12-week mastermind program that's dedicated to helping you create, launch, and hit your marketing and sales goals. Of course, you can follow us on Instagram at herbrandingco, and you're always welcome to email us at hello at herbrandingco.com. To your success, this is Jess and Mari signing off, and we'll see you at the next episode.